his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. This is Issues 2018. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Mark Eby, President and CEO, Kansas Humane Society. Welcome to Issues 2018. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's it's great to be back. It's been a while since we talked. I always love, love this show and love coming out and being able to tell people about the Humane Society, okay. so thank you for having me. We're going to start with some basic, as I usually do. Where is the Humane Society Animal Facility located? We are located on the southwest corner of K96 and Hillside, um, just off the highway there, uh, south of K96. You'll see a big sign, a big marquee out front. The LED sign always is the indicator for everybody. Um, that's the, the, the easy way to say it. We're right next to the, the, the police station, or Wichita Animal Services is right there next door to us. But it's a large campus. There's three dog parks there um, for anybody to come out and use. And then our facility and, and Wichita Animal Services right next door. So it wouldn't be right to call it a kennel, would it? No, we don't call <laughs> ourselves that. No, it's, it's a, it's a really has become a place, a destination place for animals at this point. We've tried to make it a, um, a very welcoming, friendly place for people. We've incorporated a lot of kids' programs. You know, I came over from Big Brothers Big Sisters, and we've incorporated a lot of kids' programs there. We want families to come out. I tell people now that if it's snowing or it's bad weather or something and the zoo isn't open, come to our place, and you can be around animals and look at animals. And even at our place, you can cuddle some animals. So it's a it's a very unique place and a fun place to be. Yeah, very seldom do I cuddle a giraffe. That's <laughs> exactly or, right. Or Ex- an exactly. But you can come and cuddle a puppy or a kitten at our place anytime. How long have you been at that location now? We moved in there in 2009. Uh, that was a facility that was built through public dollars. Um, we raised it all ourselves, nine and a half million dollars. In June, we'll enter our 10th year in that building. So um, it was really a really important project that allowed us to serve even more animals. And I know we'll get into some of the statistics later, but um, it has made us what we are today. And it's a world-class facility. I go out and tour other cities. I've gone to Omaha. I've gone to Denver, Dallas. We have one of the absolute best places in the world um, for animals to go to from a cleanliness standpoint, from a size standpoint, from a care standpoint. It is an amazing, amazing place. For some of us who remember the old facility on K-15, it was not a world-class it was facility. Not. It was not. It was not a class facility. No, it was old and it was dirty and it was <laughs> smelly. It's and kind of a dump. <laughs> every, yeah, every stereotype you can imagine about a shelter, that place had it. And this place ha- is just the opposite. You come in there, it's colorful, it's bright, it doesn't smell. There are, like I said, kids, family, animals. It's it's just a fun environment to come into. Well, and that was my next question. For those who haven't been there, describe the facilities. I think you just have. Well, it, behind the scenes is where a lot of things go on. And, you know, you see out front, and we have 26 dog suites out front where the dogs are in all the time. And then we have some walk-in facilities for cats that you can actually go in and interact with cats on a regular basis. And then regular suites for cats. And then we also care for small mammals, which are rabbits, mice, rats, things like that. Um, and then behind the scenes, we have a full-service clinic with three full-time vets and enough space back there for about another 
150 animals behind the scenes that are either waiting to be adopted, waiting for treatment, um, have some sort of condition that we're treating at the time. So behind the scenes is where a lot of things happen. And I love giving tours. I always open our doors to anybody who'd like to come in and see the place, see how the animals are interacting and treated and our volunteers that are back there helping them on a daily basis. It's just an incredible, incredible facility to have. Do you serve a limited geographic area? No, we, we don't. Um, anybody can bring us any animal. Um, we primarily serve South Central Kansas. Uh, People will bring us animals, though, from Salina, from Lawrence. We'll transfer animals from those places that may have been involved in abuse cases that we don't want them returned back to the homes up there. Um, So we'll take those animals and adopt them out in our facility just to try and get them a better home than what they were in uh, in their previous location. Just a, a round number. How many animals do you think come through your doors? Well, I know exactly how many you came do? through last year. Yeah, wow. actually, last year, 15,660 came through last year. Um, and that was an increase over the year before. So... We are serving more animals. That includes all the surgeries that we do. Last year, we did almost 9,000 surgeries, spay-neuter surgeries. Um, We also provide services for low-income folks. If you make less than $40,000, you can qualify to have your uh, cat or dog spay or neutered by us. Mm -hmm. And it's $60 for a cat, $85 for a dog. If you go to a vet, that's going to run you two to $300 for that service. You're getting ahead of me. You're you're (laughs) answering all the questions I have prepared. I just love talking about this place. (laughs) I have painstaking. (laughs) prepared for this. Uh, Let's let's start to, well, let's get into the uh, more distasteful part. How many dogs and cats are euthanized across the U.S. in a year? Uh, By us or or nationwide? Nationwide. You know, I don't know a number nationwide. It's in the millions, I would guess. Um, It's it's a big problem for our country. We have a lot of unwanted animals. I will say in Wichita, though, we've done an incredible job, and I'm so happy you asked me this question. When we moved into our facility in 2009, we euthanized 7,200 animals uh, the first year. Last year, um, we euthanized just over 800 animals. So we have reduced our euthanasia by over 7,000 animals a year. Now, compared to 2016, we were at 1,500 in 2016, and we went down to 800 in 2017. So we reduced it by half just in the past year. Wow. That is an amazing, incredible number to be able to get down to. Um, And a lot of those, remember that we are an open open admissions facility, and that's what a lot of people forget. You get a lot of questions about, are you no-kill? And no-kill is really an antiquated kind of terminology now. We refer to ourselves as an open admissions facility, or there are some that are limited admissions. Limited admissions means that you can say no to folks that come into your facility that have an animal that has either killed another animal, maybe attacked a kid, is on death's door, it's sick, it has some sort of health problems that are really bad. We don't say no to any of those animals. And the reason being is I don't want them released out into our city if they're dangerous. If they're sick, I don't want them to spend a life out in a field somewhere freezing to death or being coyote, getting eaten by a coyote. That's to me, is not an, a good ending for that animal. So we would rather somebody be there holding that animal at the end and humanely euthanize it so it has an ending that is at least peaceful. And those are the animals that we're primarily putting down now. Um, we've reduced it down far enough and worked with some of our great rescue partners around town, gotten our adoption numbers way up, and worked really hard to make sure that the euthanasia that we're doing now is really based on health or some kind of aggression problem that the animal has had. It would certainly help 
if all pet owners were responsible and had their pets spayed and neutered, right? that would help tremendously. And that's where the problem comes. We have a lot of unwanted animals that are bred in this this town, um, especially pit bulls. Uh, we have all seen the number of pit bulls that are either wandering the streets or available for adoption. And really, there is nobody in the city of Wichita that is allowed to breed a pit bull. Once a pit bull is six months old, they are required to be spayed or neutered. So you see a lot of them at Walmart. You see a lot of them at on street corners of people that are trying to adopt them out on Craigslist. We see them all the time. And it's really an enforcement problem. And it's not the city, the the, the police department's fault. They do, are doing everything they can. It's just people that aren't being responsible, spay or neutering their pets and having these animals and, and either trying to make money or just putting them out into the general population and, and really overpopulating the number of animals that we have in this town. How many animals, how many dogs and cats do you adopt in a year? Last year, we adopted out 11,092 animals. That was up from the year before. We were at 10,330 the year before. Primarily last year, our increase was on the cat side. Um, we saw a lot more cats coming onto our facility and a lot more unwanted cats that don't get claimed over at Wichita Animal Services when they are stray. So we bring those animals over from them and then adopt them out. And we've remained relatively flat on dogs the last three years, but cats, we've seen an increase in the number of people that are adopting them, and that's great. We also started a barn cat program a couple years ago that allowed cats to go out to barns um, previously if they weren't. Uh, litter box trained or they were aggressive towards people we really didn't have anywhere to go because when you come into the shelter you're not you don't really come in looking for a cat that isn't litter box trained or isn't friendly that's not the type of animal that people want so we wanted a place for them to go so we started working with the local farmers and people that were out in the rural communities to say you know hey if you'll provide a good home if you'll provide shelter food water everything this animal needs we'll adopt it out to you and let it live in your barn and control the mice population and it's really been successful we've had a couple of hundred animals go out through that program and really been happy with how it's gone. Tell us about the, the adopted pets and their preparation for their new masters. What do you do? Sure. When we get a dog in, um, it takes about five days to get it adopted, believe it or not. Five and a half days is the average day for a dog, nine and a half for a cat. And people always ask us, well, why does it take that amount of time? Well, when, it, when they come in, they go through an evaluation process so we can tell what kind of personality they have. Do they have any kind of aggressive issues? Do they Are they aggressive towards food? Are they aggressive towards their toys that they're trying to protect those things? Because we want to make sure the new owners know those things. A lot of the animals that we get are strays that came from Wichita Animal Services that were picked up out on the streets, so we know nothing about them. So we evaluate them. Then we do uh, spay or neuter surgery on them. They go through a day of recovery. We do microchip them. We give them all of their first shots except for rabies. The reason we don't do the rabies is because we want them to go to the vet uh, right after they're adopted and get their rabies vaccination. So that's the only shot they don't have. And it's, it's, so it takes us a couple of days. They are ready to go out the door within two, three days. And like I said, the normal stay is five and a half for a dog, nine for a cat. So they're not there a long period of time. And dogs, especially if it's a, a, a really popular breed, they're not going to be there more than an hour or two in most instances. Really? Yeah, What's we, the most popular breed there? Well, you know, schnauzers, small dogs, any kind of terriers are usually pretty popular. Um, but usually it's the small dogs that go quickly. Yesterday, The other day we had a Wheaton Terrier come in, and that's my breed is the only reason I bring it up. But it's the second one we've had in my 
four years there. And it went up on our website, and within an hour, it had three holds on it already. So that's how quickly they can go. Um, and it, we have a program where you can sign up for an email or a text uh, right on our website that will automatically send you an alert when we get an animal in. And so you're getting a whole group of people that have put in for a specific animal, and they contact us immediately and want those animals. Just out of curiosity, what's the demand for rat terriers? Rat terriers are really popular. I said terriers are they're, they're small, they're cute. I love terriers, Steve. They've always been my breed of choice. And I've had two rat terriers they, they are amazing they, they, they're crazy they're challenging at times i mean they will they're very bullheaded and they want to do their own thing um, we all know that about terriers but they also have a lot of personality um, they want to play a lot they want to be part of your life and they want to please you and so they, the, you know any kind of dog that, that we have just about every breed come through our door and we took breed labels off last year um, so we don't have an actual label on the animal anymore we want people to evaluate them based on their personality and take them home based on their personality and fit with their family but we can tell you best guess what we think it is but that's really all it was was a guess so we went ahead and removed those last year's and it's been very popular people now come in and say you know i just like this dog for what it is and that's what we wanted them to do so again what does it cost to adopt an animal at the cage yeah it's 180 dollars for a dog right now and again that covers all those expenses that we talked about just a few minutes ago and you also get a 10 dollars gift card to our store so that's the dog price. The puppy prices, anything that's under six months, are $250, and they're wildly popular. I mean, puppies, everybody loves puppies. Um, kittens are $75, and cats are now pick your price. So you can pick whatever price you want to pay for a cat that's nine months or older. You pick the price that you want to pay for it. It can be a dollar. It can be $100. We don't care. Um, we just want to get it out as soon as possible. We want to find it a really good home. And we also want you to have a little bit of an investment. So we ask that you pay something for those animals. But, um, again, it's really up to you what you want to pay. Some folks might not be able to afford it. You brushed on this earlier. What do you do to help people afford it? We do as much as we can. We're, we want to be a community resource for people. Um, that's what we're now going towards. I mean, we're, like I said, entering our 10th year. And when we first started, it was all about getting as many animals adopted. Now we're becoming a community resource. Now we offer training for animals. So if you come in and say, my dog is having problems going to the bathroom in the house, we've got training for that. Um, really? Yes. We have resources for people that are having difficulty with medicines, with different kinds of um, ailments that their animals may be having. If they come in and talk to us about it, we may have a solution for them. We also work with a lot of local vets to help us uh, if somebody comes in and, and can't afford a certain service for their animal, that we might be able to provide them a local vet that will help with some of those services. You know, we want to just keep the animal with the owner. Um, that's the best solution for all of us. We don't want it in our facility. So everything we can do to provide those services um, so they can keep the animals is, is our goal. You're listening to Issues 2018 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guest is Mark Eby, President and CEO, Kansas Humane Society. How is the Kansas Humane Society financed? We are 100% privately funded. Um, we have a budget of around $4 million a year. I have 60 full-time employees and between 10 and 15 part-time employees, depending on the time of year that it is. About $2 million comes from our revenue streams, which are our adoptions, the uh, spay-neuter services that we offer, the training classes that we offer. We also have birthday parties and other things that are going on that kids can come in and do. And then the other $2 million comes from private donations that people make to us. Um, without those, we wouldn't be able to do all the programs that we do. I presume so, you're always looking for private donations. Absolutely. I mean, that's what that's our lifeblood. Um, that keeps us going and allows us to keep our prices where they are uh, to make sure that we can provide those services and continue to offer those things and continue to operate. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I need to have the, that number of employees in order to serve 15,000 animals a year and make sure that they have the treatment that they need, make sure that they get walked mm-hmm. every day and fed and water everything else that they get. Do you ever do any weddings out there? You know, I have not had a <laughs> wedding yet, believe it or not. Um, that's probably the one thing that I haven't had. Um, we've had some memorial services out there for people um, that really loved animals. And, you know, we, we like to bring people Wait, into the people? Facility. Yes, we had a person that passed away that was a volunteer, a longtime volunteer wow. for us. And okay. um, they wanted to have his memorial service there, and he was a great volunteer, and I'm glad we were able to do it. Um, and we had a few, you know, four or 500 people that showed up wow. for his memorial service. So it was a great way for us to honor him. I have about 1,500 volunteers that give us approximately 80,000 hours of service every year. So we need to make sure that they know that we're going to be there for them, for things like that, um, when anything happens to them, to support them too, because they're there to support us and our animals. Do you entertain school field trips? We do. We do a lot of that. Um, last I think year, to, be, to my mind, that would be something where, as teachers, uh, this could teach them about spay and neutering and why it's important. Things we actually like have, that. Yeah, yeah, we have a partnership with USD two five nine where we actually go out to the schools okay. and meet with them, and then we also during spring break, um, during all their times off, they can come in and do tours of our facilities. I'll offer a tour to anybody, Steve. If they any business that wants to come in, we have a lot of businesses that want to come in. I have a, a large room there that they can use as a meeting facility. And all I ask is, hey, I'll give me five minutes to talk about what the Humane Society does. And if your people want to take a tour afterwards and have a puppy come in, and it's a great way to get away from your office and experience the Humane Society and see what we're all about. Which is most popular for adoption, dogs or cats? Well, it's almost exactly 50-50 nah, now. Believe you're kidding, not, aren't you? I'm not copping out on that. And the question, and trying to avoid it, it really has become 50-50, um, and that's great. You know, our goal is always to have fewer animals come in the facility and higher adoption percentages go out. And last year, our adoption percentage, the percentage of animals that came in that had live outcomes, was up to 93 percent, which is our highest rate ever. That's up from 87 percent the year before. And when we moved into our building, believe it or not, we were in the 40s. So that's how much we've improved in the nine years that we've been there. And we want to continue to have that percentage grow, go up, but we also want to have fewer animals coming in because that means we're doing a better job educating. We're doing a better job with the spay neutering. We're doing a better job keeping with people with their animals. Does everybody want a puppy or a kitten? Not everybody. We have rats. I have rabbits. Right now I have I four or five rabbits. Are there other animals for adoption? I have guinea pigs. Um, you, got, you got rats. Though, yes. Huh? I have mice. Uh, we don't do the reptiles. Thank goodness. I am not a snake person. So um, we don't do the reptiles and... and um, we don't have lizards and things like that, but we do have the small cuddly things. Every once in a while, I'll get a chinchilla in, um, little things like that, which are always fun for our staff to see. You don't get any big things, though. No. I have yeah. birds, too. We also get birds. parakeets in every once in a while and cockatiels in every once in a while. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. So, and then the, the animals are housed there. Uh, do they get th- three meals a day or what? <laughs> they get two meals a day. Two it's meals not a day. prison, okay? I, I don't want, we don't want to even make that as a statement. No, they're, they're walked two to three times a day, um, the dogs. We actually have cat carriers now that look like little strollers um, that we have people that put cats in them, and they push them around like stro- literally strollers. They have a mesh cover on them, and the cats can see out. They can take them outside and give them fresh air. So, uh, so you don't put a leash on a cat no, and walk No, it. you don't uh, put a leash on it. You put it in a stroller, and I have three of those strollers, really, oh, and it's boy. the honest goodness truth, <laughs> and people that walk them, walk the cats, and it's a great way for them to get some exercise and get some fresh air, and then again, I have volunteers that take the dogs out at least twice a day, majority of the time it's three times a day, um, so they can go out and play in our play yards. We have artificial turf play yards, so no matter what the weather is, they can always go outside, and it's it's clean for them. 
So, you know, I guess cats get bored and they like to see other things, right? They do. They like to go out and see the birds and, they, you know, they like the fresh air, too. And it's good for them to get outside and get some fresh air. It's better for their health. So that's why we do that. Is there any TV or social media available to these animals? No. No, not yet. We haven't gotten to that point yet. <laughs> Unfortunately, they haven't asked for it. So that's a good thing. So you watch pup- Puppy Bowl probably. Yes. Yeah, so oh, yeah. <laughs> always. Always. That's the best part for me. <laughs> Tell us about your webpage and what kind of information is available there, Mark. Yeah. If you go to kshumane.org, um, you can see all the animals that are available for adoption. And again, they get added all the time. Um, We have an animal adopted out about every 15 minutes that we're open. So if you see something you like on there, you better act quickly. They go very fast. But it has all of the information about the animal, their age, um, how long that that they, some cases, how long they've been there, um, but pictures of them. And then we also have information about donating, about birthday parties. If you have a child that would like to have a birthday party at the Humane Society, we host those. Uh, We do bring animals in for the children and let them interact with animals and teach them about animal safety. Then we also have Critter Camp, which is our camp for kids um, on school days when USD 259 is out. We offer camps for people to come, kids to come in all day long and learn about animals, interact with animals. Um, it's just a great way for them to learn and uh, learn more about animal care. What's the uh, oddest or most unusual animal you've seen come through the Kansas Humane Society? Um, I've had a couple of flying squirrels. Really? Have you ever seen a flying squirrel? You know what those are? Yeah, They're called I sugar gliders. They sugar I mean, gliders. Yeah. I watch cartoons. Yeah. I don't know Rocky. <laughs> no, it's not like Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> no, That's not, not what it is. No. <laughs> um, Sugar gliders are, are really they look like little small little squirrels, yeah. um, kind of bats in a sense. Um, that have and they're they, not very big. Are no, they? they're not. No. They're about the size of your hand. Okay. And we get some of those in every once in a while. Um, they like to be in pairs. So usually when I get them, I'll have two of them. But that's probably the most unusual thing. And again, chinchillas are fun. Now, now if you had a flying for, squirrel for a pet, how would you keep it near home? You know, you you actually have a cage, and you can let them out, um, just like you can a bird or or anything else. And they don't they they don't actually do a lot of the flying or the gliding in your house because they're gliding from a higher point to a lower point. Uh-huh. So unless they can get up into a rafter or in you know if you have some things up in your ceiling that they can fly down to the ground on, then they might do something like that. But they're very social. Um, they like to talk, and but again. And they like to have a partner with them too. What are your fundraising events over the year? We have one really one big, big one, one huh? Wolfstock, okay. and that is this first oh, Wolfstock, week. Sure. Well, everybody's heard of Wolfstock. It's a, it's always the first weekend in October, first Saturday in October at Sedgwick County Park. Um, this year is going to be really unique. We've focused a lot more on events for people with their dogs to actually interact with their dogs. Previously, we had a lot of booths, and we'll still have those booths and things like that, but we're going to have obstacle courses. We're going to have um, all kinds of things, demonstrations of uh, people that are are doing things with their animals, like we're bringing in the Air Force to show their their guard dogs and the things that they do. Um, so we're going to have a lot more things for people to do with their animals. It's only $10, and it's the one fundraiser every year that we do that all the money goes to the Humane Society. It stays right here locally, so it's really big for us to have that one thing. Are you a training facility for future veterinarians? Not for future vets necessarily. We have a vet tech partnership with WATC which is the technical side of things, um, and they send students over to us. We also work with Kansas State for them to bring down interns that would like to, to intern in our, in our uh, facility. I have three full-time vets right now that are working there. Um, we're open seven days a week, so there's always an opportunity for people to learn about. And if you want to volunteer and find out if you really like that kind of thing, it's a great place to easy to volunteer. Um, you can come into our clinic and see exactly what goes on every single day. Shelter medicine is a lot different than regular medicine because we focus on spay-neutering and uh, making sure that their health is, is good for them to be adopted. Regular vets focus on ailments and things like that and fixing those ailments, and we don't focus on that near as much. Any exciting plans for the future, Mark? Yeah, I think 
think there's some great things going on. Um, we, again, want to be a community resource for everybody. That's really our focus right now. This June, we're having a great, uh, we're going to have a week-long celebration of everything that's gone on for 10 years in our facility. So we are going to encourage people to come out and tour the place. We're going to have a concert um, with Michael Ray, who is a, who's a, a national artist, and he's going to do a benefit concert for us. So we'll have, you'll see a bunch of statistics on everything that we've done from an improvement standpoint. Um, but really the main focus for us is always trying to get as many animals homes as possible and making sure that they're cared for correctly. All right. So uh, what was your uh, pet when you were growing up? I've had dogs my whole life. I've had, dogs? Te- I've had terriers my whole life. I had fox terriers, and now I've had Wheaton terriers. Fox terrier. Yeah, oh. fox terriers are like a rat terrier, but they have longer hair than a rat terrier. Yeah. Very similar, though. I think my, my dog was actually banned from Woodstock because his, his, he was so ill-tempered. <laughs> Now that you know, it, you my, can put him in a stroller though. I ran terrier, out. lucky. You, you, the, the veterinarian flagged his charts. Oh, really? <laughs> he was a great dog. He just uh, had some it, peculiar. You know, and I and I have a Wheaton Terrier that does not like. Everybody asks me, why don't you have six, seven animals because of where you work? And I, my Wheaton will not let me have another animal, yeah. um, a kitten or anything. So I have one single animal in my life, and she's great. But you know, she is what she is, and you just accept that. Well, Mark, thanks for your time today. We've learned quite a bit about the Kansas you made to. That's a great place. Our guest, Mark Eby, President and CEO of the Kansas Humane Society. And that's all for this edition of Issues 2018. Thanks again for being with us, Mark. We'll have you back in a few weeks. Thank you. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.